0: Two, one, and we're live. This is Retrace, segment number 57 for November 21st, 2022 at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. And all the other times. What are the other times? we got 4 a.m. in London, 12 noon in Beijing, 3 p.m. in Sydney. Those are the other times. We're going to talk AMA4E. What's AMA4E? That's the artificial intelligence textbook, the gold standard, the white brick that we find to be so valuable or anticipate to be so valuable. Originally, the plan today was to um, read the first 150, first 150 pages on a plan, a seven day plan. A couple things went wrong with that. First of all, I forgot it was Thanksgiving week. I can't do that to my family. I can't be reading eight hours on a four day weekend for four days of a four day weekend. Um, but that's okay. I'm actually further in the book in terms of like thorough reading. I was further in it than I thought. I I was up to about 120. Anyway, I've done a lot in the book and I've like thoroughly read the first 120 pages. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're actually going to go to, that would have taken us to about midway through chapter five. Um, but we're going to talk all the way through chapter six. We're going to do it in five minutes. Don't expect uh, a lot of detail. What is retrace? Retrace is about what's going on out there. The short answer is computer control. The long answer is nature, which is not effing around. Artificial intelligence, which is new. Natural intelligence, which is old. Strategic intelligence, by which we mean espionage, counterespionage, and covert action, uh, which is in between old and new. And then there's humanity, which is the best part of it all. Retraces for outsiders. And we came to the conclusion that outsiders are not players, and so the computer-controlled game, which is player-oriented, must be taken on from the position of a player. So we're learning to play. Got it? Good. Great. If not, go back listen to a few of the other ones, or don't. Just keep listening. It's all good. We're not going to depend on any pre-existing knowledge. So, um, the the book is broken up into s- how many sections? Is seven sections, um, eight if you include the preface. And the preface you should include. So I have one word nouns for these sections. They I'll, I will tell you my nouns, and then I will tell you their titles for these chapter these sections these mega sections um not chapters they're like 28 chapters of the book but the reason that this is important is because you can i mean you need to be able to get your mind around the book and you can't do that with 28 chapters and you can't do it even with seven sections if the section titles aren't pithy i've made them pithy um so let me give me give you the seven section titles of this book because this is they're saying what ai is and, and how to do it in this book. What, how do they organize the book? Section one is intelligence. Section two is solving, i.e. solving problems. Section three is thinking. Section four is uncertainty. Section five is learning. Section six is interacting. And section seven is conclusions. The big one is uncertainty. You're not going to be able to see this very well on the camera, but uncertainty is at least 50% bigger than the next two chapters in size, learning and thinking. Uncertainty is the big one. Does that sound familiar? Have we spent any time on uncertainty in Retrace? I'm pretty sure we've spent all the time on uncertainty in Retrace. None of it from the technical perspective, though. That's what they're going to do in the book. We're not going to get into that today. What did, uh, Their section titles, I don't need to give you their section titles. The stuff like, I don't need to give them to you. You can look into them. We're going to cover them later. But anyway, they're longer three or four word uh, noun phrases that correspond to what the, the single noun phrase that I just gave you. Mine's better. Use mine. But the notes we're going to put out there. Um, our annotations for ama 4 e will also have both side by side so you don't have to choose all right deep breath what are the first six chapters about well first let's start with a the preface there t- you need a definition of artificial intelligence and you need a definition of what they think is the center of artificial intelligence which is the intelligent agent The definition they give of artificial intelligence is the study of agents that receive percepts from the environment and perform actions. That's going to be important. The other big one going forward that we're going to come back to a million times, don't worry, you don't have to write all this down. I've already written it down for you, and we're going to come back to it a million times as we talk about this, is the agent function. I tell you, when you read this book... And you get deep into it oftentimes, especially when you're reading the pseudocode and you're trying to implement it in actual Python. Python's probably, you're not going to probably use Java, you're probably going to use Python. Um, the agent function, to get it in your mind what that is. They define it best in the preface, or at least well in the preface. Each agent implements a function that maps percept sequences to actions. So the agent function is the mapping between the percept or the percept sequences to actions. It's kind of abstract we're going to come back to that a million times as we talk about this it's a way remember artificial intelligence is okay well what is it it's the study of agents that receive percepts from the environment and perform actions that's what they say it is but you got to ask what is their what is the uh, like think of it like a scientist right like this is supposed to be a science, or at least a very heavily scientific engineering discipline what is their phenomenon their phenomenon the thing, the thing that they're noticing and calling out and singling out in the world is intelligent agents. Okay, we're gonna come that that is we're gonna rely on that simple fact that the phenomenon about which artificial intelligence as a discipline cares is intelligent agents. And then what's the discipline? The discipline is um, art. What we call artificial intelligence, the study of these agents. That and now then they give a definition um, that agents are things that receive percepts from the environment and then perform actions okay that's i like this phrase i got it from kate oh jeez, what is her name kate i got it from kate i just had her book i put things away and and then i need them like automatically it's like the universe does it on purpose kate crawford it, that's kate crawford right um atlas of ai Kate Crawford, please, internet, thank you. She reminded me of a way of describing what a definition does. A definition does work, and some definitions do more work than others, and some do do work that you don't even know that they're doing, and then they can change the way you think about a whole thing, and you don't even realize what's happening until, if ever... You you realize it or until it's too late and somebody comes up and gotcha. You're at some conference giving a talk or you're at some party talking to your friends and somebody notices or knows something that you don't or isn't constrained by the work of the definition that you accepted uncritically and then they gotcha. They're like, oh, but what about this? Mic drop. You got nothing. You start BSing frankfurt style bsing talking when you are reaching beyond your limits when when you 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 don't have sufficient knowledge to talk about the thing you're trying to talk about why don't you have sufficient knowledge because the definition that you accepted initially did a bunch of work for you and you liked it because of that but what you didn't consider is that it might not have done it the way you wanted it done enough about definitions Kate crawford thank you for reminding me of that perspective on definitions their definition of agents does a lot of work. Can I explain it to you further? Maybe, but let's not. The first six chapters, and, and so if they're just, just to wrap it up, if, they're, if, they're f- if the phenomenon of artificial intelligence, according to Russell and Norvig, is intelligent agents, that's a broad thing. I mean, we're going to be talking about computer programs and math the whole time if we let ourselves, although they, they do much better than that. It's a great book. It's a fantastic book. But we could easily just start collapsing into the specialty of type-a, 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 and this is artificial intelligence. Look-a, look-a, look-a at, the, at what comes out on the screen, type-a, type-a, type of a, type a, type a some more, win a game of Go, predict the folding protein, never think outside the lab or the competition or whatever. I'm not saying that the practitioners do this. The best practitioners are thinking deeply, but most people are not the best practitioners. They are hacks, and I mean that in the most lovable – I mean that with the most love. I, would, I'm, I think I'm a hack. I don't think anybody's going to ever categorize me as one of the top level, although that's what I'm trying to be, but – Everybody's trying to be. Hacks are what most of us are. And if we don't remember that intelligent agents can be anything in our world that satisfies certain conditions that, are, that, that accrue to the, those English words loosely and squishily in our brains, um, then we can forget a lot about what our phenomenon is or should be when we say we're studying or we say we're doing artificial intelligence so the phenomenon is artificial uh, is intelligent agents and then the discipline of studying that and defining it which does a lot of work is what we call artificial intelligence and then there's aspects aspects to the phenomenon etc but we won't go into all those details now chapter one is just introduction definitions they give a lot of definitions they've, over the years they've given lots of they, they've done different things in different editions of the book in terms of how to define artificial intelligence. It's a hard thing to do, but let's, let's stick with their preface definition for now. Foundations of, the, of the, the field, history of the field, philosophy of the field, state of the art, and risks and benefits. That's chapter one. Chapter two is about agents, environments, agents generally, and then their environments, good behavior, agent structure, and different types of agents. Chapter three is solving problems by searching. Uh, which is the idea of looking ahead to find a sequence of actions that achieves the goal. You've got algorithms, strategies, informed strategies, i.e. heuristics. Think of heuristics and biases. Kahneman and Tversky, um, their breakthrough research in human psychology is also um, quite relevant to artificial intelligence or machine psychology. Nobody calls it. Chapter four is complex environments. Uh, You're loosening some of the simplifying constraints on what can happen in in an environment. They've got really good, in in these two chapters, they've got really good models for how to think about environments, how to break them down in their different aspects. Don't have time to go into it right now, but we're talking about in complex environments, local search, optimization, continuous spaces, non-deterministic actions, partially observable environments, and online search and unknown environments. Lots there. Okay. Chapter five Adversarial games, game theory, <gasps> computer control is a game. Told you, they they reveal it in chapter five. I had forgotten that. I'd read all this, but you know, you don't, everything can't stay in your mind. I took 500 books out of this office down to the library storage today. There's just, a mind is a finite thing. and When you load it with a bunch of stuff, it's, it's, it's definitely offloading a bunch of, it's clearing buffers in order to make room for new stuff. I guarantee it. I can't prove it but you you know I'm right. Adversarial games, that's that's when you've got agents competing against other agents, okay? Game theory 101 and then optimal decisions, alpha beta tree search, monte carlo tree search. When you start hearing monte carlo methods and las vegas methods, nobody talks about las vegas methods, but there's las vegas methods hand in hand with you can't understand monte carlo methods without las vegas methods. You'll start to feel cool at this point. Okay, this is the point that and when you're using some of the some of the early algorithms and the and heuristics um, for for searching for solutions, you'll start to feel cool because you'll start using the lingo and then you should be smacked in the face for using lingo outside of carefully controlled environments where people are only admitted if they know the lingo. Don't talk to plain speaking people with the lingo. You're just trying to exclude them and seem cool and you're not cool. It's ironic. It makes you Less cool. It has the opposite effect. Monte Carlo tree search, stochastic uh, games, stochastic games, partially observable games, and then the limitations of game theory. That's chapter five. Chapter six, constraint satisfaction problems. This is the last chapter under the sub, the the uh, major section of solving or problem solving. Constraint satisfaction problems. Tr- you know, instead of a state in the state space being black or white this or that one or the other it's you you start doing shades of gray uh representing states with shades of gray so that um you you're looking for paths from where you are to the solution state that um Have many different each each state can can take on a a range of acceptable values, and then you're looking for the combination of states that stay within their domain of acceptable acceptable values and get you to the solution. So it's more complicated, um, but it's more realistic. Um, And you've got ideas like constraint propagation, inference, backtracking search, local search, and structure of problems. Under Chapter Six, okay. So now we're up to Chapter Six. We're at about page two hundred. That's the end of the solving problem-solving section. After that, and we're not going to go into these in detail, but let's just remind that the major, the next major section is thinking, and then we've got uncertainty, which is the mega section. Thinking and and is a big section, but uncertainty is the mega section. Learning is is about the same size as thinking. We get into you know it's they it's machine learning. We're not talking about learning uh, more broadly, but it's touched on. And then finally section six is interacting think robots and vision and stuff and, and chapter seven which is a very short section which is conclusions that's it that's the whole book with you know a lot of detail on chapters zero through six let's say I'll do the rest of the chapters tomorrow um, so that you can kind of uh, put the two together I wanted to do them all today but man things didn't the universe conspired against me I, I don't believe that at all but it's a good way of explaining you know when things happen that are just Totally, don't jibe with your plan. Uh, but anyway, we were going to do the whole book in this style. <sighs> I can't believe it. It's, never mind. Um, in In seven days, now we're going to do it in two. Okay, this is day one. We'll do the second one tomorrow, and then we start layering. That's when things get interesting. All right. Uh, no amendments. No corrections. All references will be in the PDF notes, retrace.com, R-A-T-R-A-I-C-E.com. This is Retrace, segment number 57. Same time tomorrow, 11 p.m., 8 p.m. Pacific. Signing off.